my time now I'm gonna be myself Or I could be someone else No one's stopping me now I'm gonna skip my breaks I'm gonna make mistakes I just wanna feel alive It's just what I do when I'm out So try not to hold me down Feel alive Hey, this is Champaign, Illinois native Emily Harrington coming to you from Kitchen Table Studios in the ever-evolving, sometimes boring, flatlands of Champaign-Urbana for the next podcast episode of Hyperlocals, where townies and transplants share their tales of tears and triumphs, losses and wins, so stay tuned to catch the characters behind the beloved Twin Cities of CU. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Hyper Locals. As you know, this podcast is about townies and transplants of Champaign-Urbana. And today, we have a bona fide Champaign-Urbana and the surrounding areas expert, Terry Reefsteck. And Terry is going to tell us the must-see spots in our area. Like I start every podcast, I try to tell you how I know the person. So Terry has recently come into our family's life happily, for us anyway, as she is dating my brother, Dan. So we quickly found out that Terry is a woman about town as we see her often on the news and various spots um, in the media telling us about Champaign-Urbana. She is visit. Champaign County Vice President of Marketing and Community Engagement and has been there for 10 years. Hi, Terry. Hi, Emily. How's it going? It's going great. How, How are you? Good. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm a little full right now from lunch, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to be here. So currently, Terry is eating her way around Champaign-Urbana as it is restaurant week in our area. So she's going to tell us, among other things, the places to eat and visit in Champagne as she has kind of a top five of our area of the must-see spots. Um, but first, Terry, can you tell us what brought you to Champaign-Urbana and where you came from? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago in the Northwest area, and I came down to the University of Illinois uh, back in 1996 um, to study marketing, where you know I'm a graduate of the College of Business at the U of I. Um, I was in Marching Illini when I was here, and so I ended up staying in the community for quite a while after college, an additional five years. And I moved away to Peoria for a little stint and came back about 11 years ago and um, have been in the community ever since. So between college and, and now, it's been almost 20 years spent in this community. So what, in your opinion, outside of your list and your job, what what are the feelings you get from Champaign-Urbana? You know, I think this community is really special because of the people that live here. Um, everywhere I go, I have a fantastic experience and just talking to the people and the businesses that they own, the events that they run, and just, um, you know, it's it's that small town feel, right? Wherever you go, you're running into somebody you know, and there's just something kind of special about that. It makes you feel like you're a part of something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really unique to our community. But also, you know, I love raising my kids here because they're, there's so much opportunity here and they're exposed to so many things from around the world in our community. And um, I think that's really important for them to have a, a good lens growing up and knowing, you know, what the world has to offer, the type of people that exist in the world. So, um, um, I think we're we're in a really special place. Awesome. So you have brought with you 
Champaign-Urbana kind of broken down. So do you want to start us off? Yes. Okay. So I love to start off with a thing that people often kind of look negatively about, and that's the agriculture. Um, <laughs> because, you know, we're surrounded by cornfields, right? How many right. times do you hear that? Oh, right. We just got corn and soy. Um, well, yeah, we're surrounded by agriculture, and that's a really good thing. Um, it's something that is enviable for a lot of people across the area because we have these experiences that are then built around it that other people do not have access to. Um, you know, one of my favorite places to talk about is Prairie Fruits Farm and Creamery, a place I fell in love with the first time I went there. And they really kind of embody what agriculture is and should be and how people should be able to access that regardless of what they are in the community or whatever their experience is. So being able to go there and learn about their farm, what they do, um, their vision of sustainable agriculture and, you know, how they bring in local ingredients, both from their own farm, but also partnering with local farmers um, is really incredible um, to learn about how agriculture really sustains our community because of our access to local foods. And you see that at the farmer's markets, which are also just big destinations um, Mm -hmm. and events for us. You know, going to the market on a Saturday morning is kind of a a must-see sort of activity. Um, You're going to run into so many people. There's people playing music. There's food trucks. There's usually some sort of entertainment and, of course, access to all the great food that's there and all the other products from the vendors. So the agriculture we have surrounding our community helps feed us and nourish and give us experiences. And then, of course, you've got those, you know, typical fall activities like picking apples and picking pumpkins. Um, That's just right here in our community. You can't go past Curtis Orchard on a weekend without seeing miles of cars um, out there. So it's it's really um, lucky for us because so many communities are separated from agriculture, but for us, it's just part of our way of life. So mm-hmm. we, we overlook it and don't realize how special it is to have all of that right at our fingertips. For sure. I mean, I drive by the cornfields daily and people who are coming from other states, to them, it looks odd. And to me, it's like, never ending. Yeah. But yeah, that's really interesting. Even I'm even going to Curtis Orchard and now it's the dead of winter and they'll put apples out for me. Like I'll prepay and go get my honey crisps in February. Yeah. And they're they're a great spot because they do stay open longer. So you can have access to things like their apples. Um, also their honey. They have won uh, world's best honey twice. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we have all this access to Um, really special, unique ingredients here because of our producers. You know, whether it's the goat cheese at Prairie Fruits Farm, the honey or the apples at Curtis Orchard. Um, We have a place in Urbana um, that makes jam out of autumn berries. um, And they have this great autumn berry jam with jalapenos. You can get it at the co-op. So, you know, Blue Moon Farm that you can find at the market. You can also find them on different menus at restaurants. So, um, you know, having these local foods and having it part of our everyday life and, you know, our grocery stores at the co-op, at Harvest Market, at all these places where you can get that stuff. It's really, it's really unique. So this kind of leads us into the food portion. Yes. This being restaurant week. So, um, if anyone knows food, I think it's you. Yes. Okay. I, I'm kind of a foodie. I love to eat. Um, I run a lot because of that. <laughs> I, I say I only run so I can eat. <laughs> That's pretty much my only reason too. Um, so yeah, we are very fortunate to have a great food scene here. And of course, our local ingredients play a big part of that. We have some really great restaurants that have done a tremendous job of 
incorporating our local ingredients into their menus. Um, the Wheelhouse in St. Joe, not Champaign-Urbana, um, but just outside, they do a great job bringing in local ingredients. They actually just opened their new restaurant, Homegrown, out at Atkins Golf Course. Um, so that's actually happening now. Um, so you can get out there and try that. But a lot Have of you our, been there yet? I have not. It literally just opened, and it's not part of Restaurant Week. So okay. I have to be loyal to my Restaurant Week participants. So this, is, this was Addie's before that. Is that Correct. right? Okay. Yes. Homegrown? Homegrown. And it's by the same people that do the wheelhouse. Okay. I've been to the wheelhouse. That was very good. Yes. Okay. So, you know, places like that incorporate our local ingredients. So that is one of the reasons why our food scene is special. But a big part of it is the international flavors that mm. we have here. You know, we really benefit from having the university here and the university being a large international population. We have restaurants here from all over the world. Um, if you walk, if you go on Green Street, you can just see it on display. Um, the uh, restaurants that we have representing Korea and Japan and China and India um, you know, today I just had lunch from a Filipino spot that's in Broadway Food Hall called A Taste of Both Worlds. Um, another one I like to talk about is Stango Cuisine, which is in Lincoln Square. Mm. Um, they are the only Zambian restaurant that we've been able to find in the United States. Wow. And, you know, Sticky Rice in downtown Champaign, it's a Laos restaurant. So we just, we have something for everybody here, every flavor, and it's all very affordable and accessible. So uh -huh. I think that's also great for this community is that if you're a little unsure and, you know, not sure if you're going to like, you know, Filipino food, you're not going to spend a lot of money trying it for the first time. Sure. So, you know, we have this great blend of, you know, our, our your traditional farm to table kind of amazing. American dishes that, you know, we've all had growing up, but then you also have all these international flavors and then things like all the food trucks that we have. Um, so in 2017, Midwest Living named us the greatest Midwest food town. <laughs> and I really believe that we still hold that title. Uh, we should say it loudly and proudly. We're, we're really special for a food or for a community of this size. The food that we have here is incredible. That's funny. I used to do an article um, on the top food trucks for Shambana Moms yearly. And that article was a beast because there it was never ending. Yep. Every year I would see a different truck, multiple Yep, and that's still the case. They change in and out all the time. Um, just this past week, Watson Shack and Rail in downtown Champaign announced a food truck. So um, they're popping up all the time. Some come and go, um, but there's always them parked around here. And they're also parked at a lot of our breweries, which is another part of oh. our culinary scene. Um, you know, we have a lot of great breweries in town that are all doing something unique and special. You know, Triptych and Savoy um, really is very experimental, and they're always doing lots of sh um, small craft brews and small batches. Um, so you really kind of have to keep up with what they're doing so you can try it. Uh, Riggs Beer Company out in Urbana. Mm -hmm. They're one of those sustainable farm to table spots that we love to talk about. They really um, kind of started their brewery to help their family farm be more sustainable, knowing <laughs> that, um, you know, the corn and soy was not going to bring, bring in the type of money that it used to. Um, so they now use all of the grain in their beers from their family farm. Um, and they're solar powered. And so, you know, not only is their beer fantastic, but they're also very conscious of the environment and their sustainability, uh, which makes it really special. And then, of course, the first brewery that we have in town, um, that we had in town since Prohibition, the Blind Pig Brewery, a very popular destination there in downtown Champaign, also kind of does a lot of those small batches. Um, but they also do a lot of creative partnerships, like they use the apples from Curtis Orchard and a cider that they put out every single year. Um, so they're really thoughtful, and they do a lot of great things at their brewery, and it's an unbeatable 
sustainable um, ambiance. So between all the great restaurants that we have and the bars that we have accompanying it, the food trucks um, just makes for a very tasty town. I agree. Um, I know Blind Pig, they have a great trivia night. I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but I hear the buzz. I'm a little old now, but um, I have heard. Doesn't that make you wiser? (laughs) You'll be better at trivia that way. I know. That's true. I, I should go. I should go. But um, and also going back to Riggs, they have a really cute children's area. Yeah. And this was a thing that was very conscious from them. So um, the Riggs brothers spent some time overseas. And in fact, um, one of them married um, somebody from Germany. And so they really liked the way that Europe in general um, is responsible in terms of their consumption of alcohol. And that includes showing your children that it's okay to have a beer and not get irresponsible. Right. So when they set up their brewery, they really wanted to make it family friendly to kind of melded after the European way of enjoying beer. And so, you know, they've got a great children's area. They also have games. They do a lot of activities out there. They've Mm -hmm. had Easter egg hunts. They do yoga out there, drone racing. Oh, that's cool. Um, Lots of different things to make it. Um, So it's a welcoming place for everybody. Yeah. And I've seen them. It looks like a great alternative to a, to have an untraditional birthday party. Yes. It looks like an awesome kids party. And then the adults get to have as much fun as the kids. Isn't that most important? (laughs) I think so. Okay, very cool. So that kind of brings us, um, let's kind of maybe head downtown a little bit. Can you take us into the arts area of Champaign-Urbana? Yeah, I think arts and culture is kind of the umbrella that really kind of covers why our community is what it is. So we have so many access, so much access to free arts and cultural arts and cultural experiences. And a lot of that starts on campus, actually, when you look at some of the facilities that are there. So you've got the two Cranerts, right? So Mm -hmm. you've got Craner Art Museum, um, which is just an absolute gem for this community. Um, I want to say that all of the museums that we have in this community are free, which is just incredible. And Mm -hmm. Craner Art Museum is second only in size to the Art Institute in Chicago um, in terms of the collection that they have. But in Chicago, you're going to spend over $20 per person to get into the Art Institute. Here at Craner Art Museum, it is free. And not only do you get access to um, their great collection of art, um, but you also get to see exhibits from students and from faculty. Um, But they do a lot of engagement with the public. So getting you out into the museum to experience art in a different way. And sometimes that's yoga in the museum or it's um, Hmm. poetry slams. There's all sorts of activities that happen out there so that you can experience the museum without feeling like you have to stop and stare at a piece of art and really yeah. kind of evaluate it. So it's a great way to get people into the community or into the facility. Um, and, you know, Spurlock Museum on campus is another great example. So of, now we're just next door. Spurlock is actually over by Cranert Center. Okay. Um, and they are a World Heritage Museum. And, um, you know, they put on a lot of great exhibits there, but it's also, again, the events and the engagement that really bring people in and make their exhibits sort of come to life so people can connect with it in a different way. Um, But right across from Spurlock, you've got places like Cranert Center for the Performing Arts, um, which again, to me, is a very accessible place to experience something for the first time. Mm -hmm. Let's say you've never been to the ballet or to the Mm -hmm. opera or to the orchestra, the symphony. Um, You can go to Cranert Center and have those experiences much more affordably than you could if you were going to a big city. After five o'clock, the parking is free under the garage. There's restaurants nearby. So it's a great um, night out and enjoying some really rich um, culture there. And then just down the road is Japan House, which is one of those really fantastic spots where you can 
really dive into somebody else's culture, um, you know, and learn about the art of tea yeah. or flower arranging. Um, they do their great festival in the fall, um, Matsuri, mm-hmm. where they do um, a lot of demonstrations and music and, um, you know, making the cranes. So it's, it's a really immersive experience. And so the culture is so rich in this community and we have access to so much and it defines us. But, you know, it's also visible, right? You're driving around town, you're walking through our parks, you see public art everywhere. Everywhere. We have well over a hundred pieces of public art in our parks and on our streets. Um, Places like Meadowbrook Park alone has two dozen pieces of public art and mm-hmm. you see murals popping up all the time. We have a really talented um, local artist base here and you can see that on display during the Boneyard Arts Festival in the spring, during Friday Night Live in the summer with all the live music that we have. You could go to Rose Bowl Tavern any night in Urbana and find live music there. So we, we just have these very talented people in our community and we benefit from it. They mm-hmm. make it a better place for us to live because sure. they're giving us their talent so whether you're you're going to Craner art museum and you're getting you know this um look at a fine art or you're going to boneyard arts festival or one of our local galleries and checking out artwork from our local artists it's just it surrounds us and Mm -hmm. we have access to it every single day Um, but oftentimes it goes overlooked but you go to other communities and you don't see it like you see it here and the art correct me if i'm wrong but it's kind of rotates is that the, the correct? In the public art? Yes. Yes. So some of the pieces are permanent because they've been purchased by, uh-huh. um, you know, wherever it's located. Like I know there's one downtown that um, Busey does own, so that's going to stay there. But then the other ones are rotated. They're on lend from the artists. And mm-hmm. so um, you'll see them either move to different places around town or you'll see new pieces come in. Um, actually, 40 North, which is the Champaign County Arts Council, just took over for the Public Art League. So oh. they're going to be managing all of the art pieces that we have here. And they're looking to do more pieces, more murals and more sort of dynamic um, pieces of art and you know larger installations for more meaningful things that you can see that you know really make a big impact. And so uh, you know, look forward to seeing what that happens you know, what happens yeah. with the change in leadership. There. I think that is um, just seeing it in all the parks is so neat. And it's kind of like just one huge scavenger hunt. It is. And we actually have all of the pieces of local art on our website and you can filter it by where in town you are. So you can do that. You can go, oh, you know, so get cool. a look and see what you have. You know, there's a ton on campus too. Yeah. Um, so going out there and just trying to find different ones and, and find what is intriguing to yeah. you and interesting. Um, it's I a, like the ones outside of Esquire, like Humpty yes. Dumpty. And <laughs> That's the a Jester. very popular one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My favorite one, and actually you're going to laugh at this, and it was my favorite one before I met Daniel, um, but there, it's outside the Electrical Engineering Building. Really? And it's like these circuits with um, that are like kind of sticking out. It's a really cool piece. It's on campus. It's very neat. Yeah. Some are um, not as obvious and then some just stick out. Like, um, yeah, yeah. it is very unusual now that I think about it because you don't see those in every community. No. Um, Also about the Japan house, I would say also make sure you go by there early spring to check out the cherry blossoms. Yes. Um, that's one of my favorite things and the kids have gotten into it because yep. you only hear about that in Washington or internationally, mm-hmm. but to see it, I mean, you know, minutes away from your house is just, we take it for granted. We absolutely take our outdoors for granted here. And that those gardens outside the Japan house combined with the Arboretum mm-hmm. is just a stunning way to spend your day in the spring and summer. It's so beautiful and very peaceful. 
The children's garden also in the idea garden. Really cute. Um, and just like with every garden, it changes every year. So visit it every year. Yes. Is what I would say. Yeah. I like to go to them because I'm not good at gardening and it gives me some inspiration. <laughs> inspiration. Yes. I, yeah, I completely agree. And one thing growing up here, Cranert was um, our big field trip. So we, you know, we got to see it and seeing yep. it as an adult is a whole nother experience. And all of these places you mentioned, they don't have any elitist air. It's they're very, they're for everybody. Yes. And I think that's kind of the spirit of our community, right? We're welcoming to everybody. Every place you go, they want you there. Mm -hmm. They want you to experience what they have to offer, whether it is the art museum, the World History Museum. You know, we even have a a museum for people that are really into music, the um, Sousa Archives that's there on campus. Um, John Philip Sousa, you know, who wrote Stars and Stripes Forever, he donated his collection to the University Hmm. of Illinois. So, you know, regardless of what your interest is or what your comfort level is going to any of these places, Places, you're always going to be welcome there. And there's always going to be somebody there who's willing to help you um, and walk you through the spaces. I've also been to the Champaign County Historical Museum yes. and the old bank building in Urbana. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the kids there. I think it was it was right when it had reopened. Yes. But that was, I mean, that's, inter- it's interesting. It's very interesting. And they have done such a, such a fantastic job. It's a volunteer run mm-hmm. museum. And um, as you kind of mentioned, they reopened a couple of years ago after they, they basically gutted the inside of that building and completely rebuilt all the exhibits and refinished the space. And it's from a very passionate group of people in this community that really love our local history. And they have just done a fantastic job of highlighting it. And their exhibits rotate as well. Okay. Um, so there's always opportunities to see something different and they do a lot of engagement as well. So, um, TJ Blakeman, who, mm-hmm. um, is the president of the museum, does a lot of walking tours through downtown Champaign, kind of talking through the local history. So oh, that's cool. Um, it's a really great way to kind of learn about this community in a, in a way that, Again, other than sitting there and just reading the information yeah. in a museum. And I believe that's donation only also Correct. just to get it. Yeah. All of our museums accept donations, um, but you will not pay an admission fee at any of them. Awesome. Okay. So moving into technology. Yes. So this is an interesting one, right? Because who thinks of technology as a reason to go, um, go to a community? But we have the University of Illinois here, sure. which is a very technology um, driven university. And so as community members or visitors, you have access to that technology. So there's two really cool spaces on campus that are available to people. Um, there's a really neat one in the armory called the Tech Hub. And um, they have uh, these cool augmented reality headsets and um, virtual reality and different types of gaming experiences that you can go in there and play with for free. 3D printers, laser printers, all of that kind of stuff is in their space that you can access. And they're actually going to be setting up some uh, virtual reality stations for us at the IHSA Boys Basketball Tournament so we can kind of introduce the fact that we are a technology-driven community. And Mm -hmm. As community members, we get to play with it and learn with it. And so I think it's really fun that we have these things at our fingertips that other people, you know, they're spending hundreds of dollars to get their Oculus headsets and stuff. Mm -hmm. And and we can just go play for free over at the Tech Hub. It's it's a great resource. And then just that's in the armory. It is in the armory. Do you just go to their website to kind of get their hours of operation? Okay. Yep. And then um, the... uh, Fab Lab also on campus is another great resource for getting your hands on technology. Um, you know, 
uh, if your kids are into Minecraft, which sure, I sure. I know lots of them are, um, you can uh, you can print your world on their three D printers there, and um, they have access to um, you know like different like sewing machines that you oh can use gosh. the computer to like make these cool creations and um, all these other tools that you can use that they have workshops, they have camps, they have birthday parties, um, great ways to like really start to like understand this technology and, you know, find ways to be creative with it. You talk about arts and culture. This is art. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a different way of experiencing art that you can do yourself. You create yourself using technology. And Where, where's the fab lab? At? It is um, kind of over by like down closer to the college of aces. Like, you know, where the uh-huh. library is, it's down that way. I think a lot of times we think of campus, we think hands off. To townies, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're a student, right? stay away. Yeah, I know it's so intimidating for people sometimes to go down there, but there is so much for the community to be able to enjoy. Mm-hmm. It would really be a shame to not take the time to go down there. And par- people, parents I know are always looking for places to have a birthday oh, yes. party. So that's really, I've never heard of Fab Lab. Yeah, it's a great spot. So those two places really kind of help us as individuals learn about technology that's available and to create stuff on our own, um, which, you know, where do you, where else do you get that opportunity? Yeah, I think, now correct me if I'm wrong, weren't we the home of the first computer? Um, so <laughs> the um, University of so Illinois? Mo- Mo's, I'm not sure about the first computer. Um, and I it took just, up the space of the whole room? So... Uh, that could be. Um, <laughs> I know Mosaic was um, developed here, which is the first modern web browser. Okay. Um, it later became Netscape. Okay. So um, I know that one for sure. Yeah. The other one, I have not knowledge. All right, everyone enough. fact check me. Yes. Leave it in the comments <laughs> if I'm incorrect, but I believe that we were. We're also home to whipped cream in a can. Did you oh, know that? Oh, no. yes. one of my favorite things. Yep. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, I know this is kind of, I guess this overlaps arts and culture and the technology, but do you have any insight on the planetarium? Oh, yes. The planetarium is also one of those sort of hidden gems in our community. Over at Parkland College, um, the William Circle Planetarium, um, they do shows every Friday and Saturday, and um, sometimes some during the week. And actually what I love about them is they've done a couple new things recently. So they have started offering shows in Spanish. um, And they've also done um, sensory friendly shows. Mm -hmm. So for, um, you know, anybody who may have autism or have any of those sensory um, needs that, you know, need to be met. So they've been offering shows for sort of these special populations, which again, speaks to how welcoming our community is. We want people to enjoy these spaces regardless of whatever their limitations may be and so they're one of those places that has really been progressive in making these changes and um the planetarium is also um second in size to um the planetarium in chicago which is uh escaping my mind right now um but it's a it's a very affordable space again um so there is an admission fee to go to that but Mm -hmm. it's extremely affordable and it's just an hour of your time um and it's it's really informative and fun kids love it yeah um and then they also do ones that are more geared to adults too and sometimes they bring in musicians there yeah concerts rock concerts yep and also, speaking of concerts, um, Cranert is a great place to see some kind of indie bands. Yes. Older bands that maybe you've um, have gone out of your mind for a while and they return. And it's there's just so much nostalgia yeah. for me with Cranert and the Planetarium. Yeah. Especially growing up here and yes. probably those field trips. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was just the biggest deal. And now I get to bring my kids there. So it's really full circle. But it is interesting 
they have progressed, even though that was decades ago. Yeah. They um, really stay with the times. So yeah, they're pretty awesome. Um, Okay. Well, this is probably the biggest one in our household because I'm married to a obsessed Illini fan. So, I mean, our community is second to none, I think, for fandom, for Illini fandom. Yeah. We're, you know, uh, especially right now, we've got a lot of really good things happening in sports. You know, it's always hard when we have those fresh coaches. And I mean, it's just reinvigorated the program. Yeah. And, you know, I think also, I've said it a couple times, it's the affordability of the sports that we have access to here, right? As community members, being able to go to the football games, the basketball Mm -hmm. games, the volleyball games, you know, they're very affordable, but guess what? Almost every other sport is free. You can go see soccer. You can go see baseball. You can go see wrestling, gymnastics. All of those sports are free, and they're extremely family-friendly, and they also do a lot of programming specifically towards families Mm -hmm. where they have special events or some giveaway or something that's happening at one of the events. And so, um, you know, it's it's a great way to spend your time. Nine months of the year, we have some sport that's happening here that you can go and check out. So especially um, in the dead of winter. Yes. Yes. This is the time, right? (laughs) We're all very um, excited about everything that's happening with the basketball team this year. So and women's volleyball had a huge, yeah, huge push over the past couple of years. Yeah. And even, you know, even Illini hockey is a great thing to go to. Um, It's a club sport right now. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll be getting a division one hockey team here um, in the future. But it's also just such a fun night out um, to go and check those guys out. And I feel um, like that's one that's often overlooked. It is definitely overlooked. I think, um, you the know, whole ice rink, really. Yeah, it's and it's a it's a great venue, and um, you know, having the recreational opportunities that we have here, like like the ice arena, um, and you know, our aquatic centers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We've got some great recreation. I could go on forever, really. I know, right? I'm yeah. it to my my top five, but you know, um, but yeah, the the sports that we have in the community, and I also want to give a shout out to Parkland Athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, they have won multiple national championships. Their volleyball team um, just pulled off another na- national championship. So we are we are so fortunate to have them in our community, and again, a lot of free sports there as well to go and check out. So sure, there's always something for everybody. You mentioned um, IHSA at one point. Yes, IHSA Boys Basketball Tournament. Yeah, so this has been missing from our community um, since 1996. We hosted it for over 70 years, um, and we lost it in 1996 to Peoria. Um, And so it's been in Peoria for over 25 years. Just like you, Terry. I know. (laughs) You came back. (laughs) I did. Everything needs to come back to (laughs) Champaign-Urbana. So um, we bid on that. Um, before the pandemic hit and um, it was supposed to come back last year but of course that wasn't possible Um, so we'll be hosting it again for the first time in over 25 years March 10th through 12th at the State Farm Center so we're really excited about that it's very very wonderful to have that event back here I think you know we are the home of boys basketball right like we are such a leader in the State Farm Center I mean I can't imagine what it will be like for those high school students to be able to play on that court and walk in those hallways and use those locker rooms that yeah. these athletes get to be a part of. I remember um, Central and Centennial got to play at Memorial Stadium, and it was the biggest deal. Yep. 
to hear like your brother or your boyfriend's name yes. called over the I mean it was it's yeah, yeah. it was incredible yeah it's a pretty big deal and we're really excited and of course the community is welcome to come out to that um, individual tickets will be uh, available here soon for people that want to go um, but we're also going to have some fun activities I mentioned we're going to have the tech hub there with um, you know these really cool headsets to play with and the esports club is going to be there we're going to have tattoo artists and a henna artist and a face painter there oh, that's um, cool. we're also doing a college admissions fair with the universities so um, some really neat activities surrounding the game that's going to be there in the State Farm Center very cool well um, I have uh, some quick last question okay your top spots now these are Terry's top oh, spots okay <laughs> pressure okay here we go your top place to go on a summer night hmm so I really like being outside okay um so if I could spend time outdoors uh-huh. so can I can I um all right hmm Okay, so <laughs> I'm trying to think because there's spot. so many things I want to go with. So on a Friday night uh-huh. in the summer, Great. I love to be downtown for Friday Night Live. Okay. Getting some local food, hanging out with my friends, listening to some live music, and just enjoying the atmosphere in the downtown Champaign area. Okay. Your top fall spot. Ooh. Okay, so it's in Champaign County. Okay. But not um, Champaign-Urbana. Okay, I'll take it. Um, but the... Our forest preserves, um, Homer Lake, is one oh, of yeah. my favorites. It's so beautiful in That's the like fall. our family reunion yeah, type it's spot. a gorgeous forest preserve. And I like to kayak, so bringing the kayak out there with all the fall colors on the trees surrounding the lake. Um, it's definitely a favorite of mine. So currently, it's 20 degrees, and we're in a foot of snow mm-hmm. in our area. So what is your top snow activity and where? Again, I like to hike. So oh. I think going out to our parks and walking around okay. and, and just kind of playing in the snow. I, I like the way it changes our landscape. It's so pretty and beautiful. And yeah. you know, going to a place like Meadowbrook Park yeah. or Crystal Lake Park in the snow, it's a lot of fun. Okay, and I'm going to give a shout out to our sledding hills. <laughs> Terry's children are grown, so she doesn't have to trek out there. But I'm going to say Colbert Park. They're, yep. they're sledding hill. They have like a little bunny hill. And they have a hill for your bigger kids and adults. So yep. that, that's, that would be my top snow adventure if I have to go out. <laughs> okay. Your top food truck in town. Cracked. Oh, cracked. That's and I say that's the OG. Yeah, I I love cracked, and I don't get it very often. Um, they usually set up at the Illinois Marathon at the twenty seventh mile, which <laughs> our office runs. And oh, um, okay. once the food trucks open, I am there, and I'm getting my vegasm sandwich and some tater tots. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had cracked. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And they still have a storefront. They on Green. do on Green Street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sounds. I mean, can't go wrong with eggs. And hash browns, yeah. I don't think. Your top date spot. Mm. Like food or just anything? Uh, let's go with both. Okay. Um, food at Timponi's. Oh, yeah. On so campus. Good. Mine is Sun Singer, probably for really any meal. I kind of combine that with my favorite um, nighttime activity. So uh, this was a college thing, and I kind of extended it into... Uh, adulthood, but eating dinner out at Tim Pony's and then going sitting on the roof of Craner and just kind of enjoying the atmosphere over there. So I feel like it's a it's a great dinner and then a little romantic uh, night out on that. the on the roof. Okay, top lunch spot. 
So I work in downtown Champaign. Okay. So um, <laughs> there's so many great lunch spots down there. I love Cafe Kopi um, because the, obviously the coffee is fantastic, but they've got some really great sandwiches that I love. The turkey brie is one of my favorites. So usually you find me working out over lunch. Okay. Favorite coffee spot? You know, um, I think she's afraid to offend I anyone am. she doesn't it's like, choose. It's like asking who my favorite kid is. <laughs> um, so... Gosh, we've got some great coffee spots. I really love Paige Roasting. Um, okay, now can, where's that at? Yeah, so she's out of Flying Machine Avionics, which is oh, there yes. on First Street. Took, okay. And so um, her coffee served at Flying Machine. She also roasts out of there. So okay. I love their coffee. I love going there. I buy her beans all the time. The Guatemala is my favorite. Um, so I do love Flying Machine. But again, I work downtown. So I'm usually picking up coffee from either Cafe Kopi or Aroma Cafe. Okay. Your favorite park? And we already mentioned Meadowbrook, so let's take them out of the running. Can I say Crystal Lake Park? Sure. Now, Crystal Lake has just gotten a huge makeover. It did. They just did a big renovation. And um, what's so great about that is it lets you get more access to a lot of the features that they have there, like closer access to the lake, um, the paddle boating. You can kayak out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, the lake house is open to the public to do different things. It's also just a really nice walk. Yeah. Yeah. Your favorite boutique? I really this can like, be home decor, clothing. I have a problem with buying clothes. <laughs> so I'll, I, it's kind of torn. So I really like Fira Boutique. Uh-huh. Um, they just moved locations. And then I also like um, Bohemia, which is oh, in yeah. downtown Urbana. Okay. And they're a mix, right? So I can get some clothes there, sure. but I can also get stuff for my house there. Okay. Yeah. And why, if I'm going to tell you I'm going to go down to the mall, uh-huh. or I'm going to tell you I'm going to go to a boutique shop, mm-hmm. why are you going to tell me how, it's important to shop local? You know... Everything that we have here benefits the community, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of where you shop. But I think, you know, in terms of shopping local and visiting our local boutiques, our local restaurants, the people that own those places live in our community Mm -hmm. and they're making their livelihood by providing something for us that we're going to love. And I think that alone is a big reason is supporting our neighbors that live and work around us. But also, um, you know, statistically, people that have locally owned shops are more supporters of our local charities and nonprofits, which is, um, we have a lot of that here in our community. So I think, you know, being able to support them allows them to give back and support the community. They employ more people in the community. Um, and, you know, it's also more sustainable. Um, sure. You're not, you know, doing all the shipping with Amazon and um, all these other reasons that you're not having things mailed to your house. So, um, and and the footprint is a lot smaller. So, um, it's also unique and different. You know, what you're going to find, the candles that you can buy at Fire Doll right. are unique and special to them and not at a Yankee candle that everybody has in their house. Right. So you can really kind of be individualized when you shop here and just and find something that's important and special to you. And it's just, it gives so much more back to our com- economy. I agree. Well, Terry. Is there anything else you want to say? Oh my gosh, there's so much more <laughs> about this community and I could go on forever, but instead I'll tell you just to go to our website. Okay. We've got so much information on there. We've got a great experience guide. Um, it's visitchampagnecounty.org. Um, we've got a great calendar of events. So um, please don't ever tell me you're bored. There's something that's happening in this community almost every single day. Okay, and is there anything else you want to plug or bring awareness to? You know, um, 
spring coming right around the corner, there's so many events that are going to be happening again. And I think, you know, as we kind of come into whatever this next phase of the pandemic is, sure, um, being able to go out and support these events and take advantage of all this community has to offer is just really important right now. And it feels so good the more you can get out and the more things open up and yep. you're able to see people. Again, it is a great feeling. So thank you so much, Terry. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. However, your podcast host of choice allows, Please positively rate, review, comment, and give all the stars. Also, subscribe and share. Search and follow Hyperlocal CU on all social media. If I forgot anything, visit my website at hyperlocalcu.com. Bye.